What's up, good people? This is Rock and Jess World, episode number seven. I'm Rock. And I'm Jess. And this is Rock and Jess World. (laughs) (laughs) The title of this episode is going to be Guilty Until Proven Innocent, The Plight of the Black Man in America Today. Guilty until proven innocent just what do you feel about this because i know that we got a lot of things that's going on and and this is going to be a really passionate conversation today uh we actually went back and forth on whether or not we'd make it a part of our podcast because it's just quite personal to us we don't want to get too passionate on everyone uh you know but there was an incident you, you know what just just go ahead and, and let us in on what happened today Okay, there was a story uh, about a black man named George Floyd that ended up um, dead in the custody of police. And uh, so we're going to talk about that. So I'll go through the story just so we have uh, some of the facts listed. Um, Okay, so four officers were fired after a video showed one of them kneeling on a handcuffed black man's neck and ignoring um, his plea that he couldn't breathe. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And there was onlookers uh, watching this happen, so they videotaped it. So um, it says four Minneapolis police officers were fired Tuesday after the detention and death of 47-year-old George Floyd, a scene that unfolded in a Facebook video showing a white officer kneeling on Floyd's neck as he pleaded with the police, I can't breathe. Floyd died uh, at the hospital soon after the incident, which started when police detained him Monday evening on suspicious of trying to pass a fake $20 bill to a convenience store. The FBI launched an investigation Tuesday and as a minute, yeah, sorry. Oh, you all right, go ahead, because this is, I know, I know you're ready yes. to talk about it, that's all it is, go ahead. Minneapolis Police Department fired the officer as well as three others who were at the scene. Anger over the death became more visible Tuesday night as protesters marched from where police held the man down at 38th Street and South Chicago Avenue, heading to the department's third precinct headquarters. Later, police uh, in riot gear and protesters clashed. Wow, wow! So all of that has happened, and we're we're looking at this. This this has been quite a day. It has been quite a day, and especially since this has hit social media, this has been. Uh, yeah, I I found out about this actually today. Uh, as I was working, you know, of course, uh, the trending things come across and, uh, you know, I took a look at it and I, I saw this picture of this gentleman kept going across and I, uh, then the video and the video. And I, I do want to warn all of our listeners, if you have not seen the video, watch it with caution. I'd say watch it, watch it with care. Don't do like I did and watch it while you're at work. Uh, watch it with caution uh, because uh you know that that brother uh could have been my uh, what is his name because i don't want to call him that brother what what is his name um his name is george floyd george floyd could have been my uncle he could have been my nephew my cousin he could have been my father uh and this police officer who had his knee on his neck was literally just chilling with his knee in his neck, as though to say, and when I'm listening to this, and, and just you can correct me if I, I didn't hear this correctly, because I do have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of thoughts, a lot of passionate thoughts, a lot of sentiment that I would like to say, and I have to make sure that I keep this podcast friendly. 
Uh, but he was just sitting there, and it, it was almost like he was sitting there as to say, it was like, why are you on his neck like this? Uh, let him up. Well, it was like he was saying, since you didn't do it right the first time or you didn't, you didn't do like we wanted you to do, uh, this is why you're down here. It's almost like he was punishing him uh, by being down there. A man constantly saying he can't breathe. Onlookers who are looking at this said that his nose is bleeding. The other police officer there was trying to get into a confrontation with them who are trying to, hey, go ahead and put him in the car. That's what they were literally saying. Yes, go ahead. the right thing. Go ahead and put him in the car. Now, I, 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 I ask, you know, you... You know, if we could talk about this, because, you know, I can get a little little heated with this. But, uh, you know, there have been so many. I mean, this is uh, this is the, OK. So in America, we're supposed to be uh, just lady justice is supposed to be blind. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's supposed to be blind. Uh, and when I say blind, y'all, there is a statue in front of and I believe it's still currently there in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, Lady Justice, and uh, she is uh, has a blindfold on, has a sword in her right hand and a scale in her left hand, which is to say that, you you know, justice is blind, basically that you're innocent until proven guilty. But I believe that because of the police brutality, even since uh, even since the Trayvon Martin days, uh, it's been so many, you know, black men have been brutally, you know, killed and everything by police officers. And it's usually by and I, I'm I'm careful to say this, but every episode that I've seen, I have not seen a black police officer doing any of these things. Um, I don't even think that it's been a Latino, you know. And I know uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I, I don't uh, not Mark Zuckerberg, but the uh, uh, Zimmerman uh, with Trayvon Martin. I don't know actually what his uh, nationality was. I, I just believe that. Uh, but you know, it is you know it is a hatred thing. That I believe, you know, if you're supposed to serve and protect, I have a, okay, let me back up. And, and Jess, you, you could chime in whenever you get ready. I know mm -hmm. you're just going to let your boy go. You're just trying to hold me on a leash. I got you. Uh, and I promise you I won't embarrass both of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm looking at this back. Now, when I see police, you have to understand that my, my whole stand on police, whether they have on any kind of uniform, blue, black, red, orange, whatever the uniform is, uh, and they have a badge, I have a particular way that I operate. And that means I'm going to give you respect, but I'm really not trying to deal with police at all. I'm not trying to deal with them. That's not saying that I'm going to be disrespectful. Uh, and, you know, when the Trayvon Martin thing happened, I remember being worried because Trayvon Martin could have been my son. Trayvon Martin could have been me. Because he was he was basically the suspicion that was given to him was based on what he had on. If there was, I mean, anything, you know, based on what he had on, which was the hoodie. And, you know, we went through that whole thing with the hoodie. But I had a conversation with my children, you know, about, you know, the hoodie. Even I was a little bit more cautious with the hoodie. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know uh, what, what maybe you went through, you know, with it. And we'll, we'll talk more about those things there. But just looking at that, you know, we have sons now. And uh, I don't want any of them to be, you know, on the ground with a police officer with his neck and I mean, with his knee in their neck, you know, I don't know what I would do to see someone who I love done like that. And, you know, I don't I don't and I'm just going to be real. I don't see any white gentleman on television being done like that. I don't see them uh, on the uh, cell phone footage uh, being done like that. Now, let's take it a little bit further. I would rather when the police are around, I always make sure that I have my phone. out. And I'm going to be honest with you. I always make sure that my camera is ready. 
because I need them to understand. I, I'm not going to pull out a gun on the police, but I will pull out my phone because I need you to behave. I need you to do what you're supposed to do. Do your job. And that job and that authority should not be abused. Understandable. Um, but the problem, in, even in this case, the the police aren't scared of phones. They're not afraid of phones whatsoever. Right. He because knew he was being video, right? Each time, like if you look at the videos of um, even some of the other victims that occurred, phones are out, but the, but they haven't stopped. So, right. I mean, what is the breakdown when, when even the police aren't afraid to be shown publicly? And see, this is why I believe that, you know, because when we look at these things, the brutality. Okay, so let's deal with the main thing that is. Okay, so let me let me at least give our listeners as give them an understanding, the prism of my experiences, and they'll understand why I feel the way that I feel. Uh, so one night, call I, I went to uh, Tyler Lee and Tyler and my. I had a classmate who went to. Uh, John Tyler, which was our crosstown rivals, right? So me and him had went to this little party or whatever, and we were, you know, stopped by church because both of our mothers were in church. So, you know, we knew we couldn't do the whole party thing too long, so we stopped by the party. You know, we couldn't stay. And then we went on and went to church, and when we was leaving church, he was going to drop me off at the house, right? And so we went, and he had some rims on his car, stuff like that, and we, we uh, stopped at the light and we noticed that we got pulled over down the road just a little bit after the light uh, by the police, right? All right, now when we got pulled over, we asked why did we get pulled over, and they said that uh, we went too far past the crosswalk line. <clears throat> I don't know if you know where the crosswalk line is right there at the light where everybody, okay, said we went too far past that. Okay, we was like, well, we, we weren't sure. Uh, we were just trying to get home. And uh, so he said, where y'all going? You know, where y'all coming from? We said church, right? And so while we're there, uh, they they had us get out the car and sit on the side of the road. And they were like, "Ooh, I wish I had my this, we heard them saying this. We heard. Li listen, we heard them saying this. Uh, I wish I had my drug dogs here because uh, I know it's some drugs in here. I know it's some drugs in here. Now, now, what would give you the idea and make you believe that there are some drugs in our car. What what was the suspicion? You, you get what I'm saying? There was no smell in the air of marijuana. I get it. There was some kind of smell in the air. I get uh, if we had on some drug paraphernalia uh, clothing or you you had some other reason. But I didn't understand the reason that he would even believe that there had to be drugs in the car. So we are cooperating. We're young boys in high school. We're nervous. We are we're clearly nervous. Because we're pulled over and police car kept showing up. Police car kept showing up. There were five police cars in all that showed up for us. We're sitting on the side of the road not knowing what's finna go on. One, I don't want my mama to find out because I'm scared of my mama. He's scared of his mama too. And we sitting here, but these police keep walking up behind him, touching him on his back. Asking him, why are you so nervous? You, you want to run? Y'all want to run? Go on and run. Go on. They're telling us to go on and run. Do you understand what I'm saying? They keep touching him in the back, and he jumping because he's nervous. We're both nervous. Who, what, what black young man do you know that's being used to being pulled over by five police officers? Five. Do you hear me? Five. They're searching the car. Yes. They're searching the car, took everything out of the car, didn't find no drugs. Do you think they put this stuff back in the car? No. They, they was amusing to them. We were afraid to put it back in the car ourselves. So we just kind of put the stuff back in the car, moving very slow, scared for our lives. When he got through, when we got that back in the car, we left. We drove so slow, I thought we might get pulled over again for driving too slow. We, we was just nervous. 
he went, took me home and he said, man, let's let's just go home. I was like, man, listen, text me or call me because, well, right back then it was just a phone call, you know, when the text mm-hmm. messages and all that yet. I said, uh, call me when you get home because I ain't know what was. I was worried for my friend, you know. And to this day, us as grown men look back at that. I, I ran into him not too long ago, and, and that was over, you know, years ago, 20 years, over 20 years ago. And we were traumatized by that. You know, and I'm going to go even further. Uh, visiting, going out of town in Memphis, uh, was just walking. We had just made it down to Memphis, uh, me and some other uh, brothers that went there on, there to do a good work. We were down there to do a good work. Now, you know, I'm an author and doing other things and stuff like that. The other brother that was with me was a musician. And so we had something that we were doing together. And we went to the hotel, got there. We were tired, but we were hungry. You know, you, you can be tired, but if you're hungry, you're finna get you something to eat, right? Mm-hmm. So we done spotted a Waffle House that's about a block away. It's not even a full block, really, just a block away. And so we say, hey, y'all, let's let's roll over here to the Waffle House, grab us something to eat, you know, talk, come back, go to sleep. So we were on our way over there to the Waffle House uh, walking not even out of the parking lot good, right? It was four of us. And a uh, police lady pulls us over. This is in Memphis. Pull, now I say pull us over, we was walking. Runs, I mean, drove up on us, got out, and I saw her unlatching her gun, making sure that her gun wouldn't be obstructed if she needed to pull it out. My thing is, as a grown man, now I'm grown now, I'm looking at her like, okay, give. what is your reason for wanting to, you know, so I'm already offensive, but yet and still being quiet. Yeah. She told us to stop. I'm going to stop. Now, fortunately for me, the other gentlemen that were with me were just kind of taking my lead. You know, they were younger, so I knew they had that fire. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? They could have set something off. But what they did, they followed my lead. We stopped, and uh, she said, y'all stop. And before she told us what was going on, she didn't call for backup. Literally, call for backup. And she's nervous while dealing with it. Now I'm watching this woman who's nervous. I don't know what she's been doing before she got to me, what happened before she got to me, all of this stuff. And we were, and I told them, y'all don't don't say anything but what they ask you. If they ask you something, answer that. Because I'm all I'm looking at her countenance, how she is. And she got these other officers coming. Now they're going to show up like they trying to defend their little sister. Yeah. I, that's really what it looked like. We was just walking trying to get some waffles. Now, we almost died trying to get some waffles. Now, all of this happened, long story short, because it ended up being crazy. But what happened was is that we ended up, uh, They, long story short, they said that there was a call about um, somebody uh, in that area, and we fit the description. Now, I'm looking, and they didn't. I said, what was the description? They never told me. What was the description? What was this identity that you saw on us that caused us to be pulled over? I mean, I keep saying pulled over, but that caused us to be stopped like this. What was the identity? <clears throat> what was the description? What were you told that made us uh, equivalent to this information that you were given? Because clearly it wasn't right. Now, let me be honest with you. Love, we were white. We were we were wearing hoodies, you know. You in travel clothes, a little chilly, you know. While we ride, you know, people want to keep the air up, so you yeah. put your hoodie on. You know how it go, you, yeah. you know. And we got on our. You, I want. I I wear Air Force ones. You know I do. Mm-hmm. I love my white ones, and uh, so when I travel, you know, white ones are usually roll with anything. So when I travel, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my white Air Force ones or have them with me because they can might go with anything. I can make them work mm-hmm. with anything and still be fly. So anyway, <laughs> so. I looked a little younger probably to them than what I was. But it was that, that at that moment, 
It was at that moment, love, that I realized that it didn't matter how many books I wrote. It didn't matter what my education was. It didn't matter what my accomplishments were in life. At that moment, all they saw was a black man. And all they recognized that black man for was a crime that he may have committed. That's horrible. Even after we left, they don't know my name. They never asked my name. You know, they asked for IDs and all that kind of stuff, you know, looking at us, you know, checking us and all that kind of stuff. But I know they don't remember my name. All they remember is that I was black and fit a description. My question is, what was that description? What were you told that made, I could harp on this all day. So that's just two of about seven instances I can give you. And people don't understand why black men feel the way that they do when it comes to the authority. They don't understand why we think the way we do. Some of them will say, well, y'all just sensitive. It ain't like that no more. Yes, it is. We live with this, with this, um, this uh, stigma, this stereotype. Our culture is demonized uh, and under suspicion just when we just in general we are and so you know it's the thing where somebody still some people want to look at the black folk first especially yeah. the black men people have this mindset so you know and i don't because all let me say this just for the record all all people um all white people are not racist i'm just gonna go ahead and say that because i need to clarify that all white folk not racist all all latinos didn't uh escape here from mexico right yes do you understand what I'm saying? And so let's just go ahead and deal with that elephant in the room. I'm talking about this right here with police, which is uh, brutality, abusing authority. Yeah. I believe that's what it is. And I don't think there are enough things in place. See, if there wasn't a public outcry on these things that are going on, then there wouldn't be uh, any consequences. Do you know many of these uh, uh, police officers, when they're tried and stuff like that, they are let off? Yeah, we've seen that time that, and time again. Yeah, Rodney King. Let's go all the way back to Rodney King when he was beat. Yes. Beat bad. Beat terribly. And they let them officers off. So this is not something that is new. It's something that is being exposed more and more because technology has become very simple and very, I won't say simple, but it's very conveniently uh, available in somebody's pocket. Yes. Thank God for a camera phone. Because the camera phone is main, the main reason a lot of these things are getting exposed. Because little, little uh, Becky over there or little Tia or uh, Jaquan or whatever got a cell phone and are able to record this. I mean, there was another story today uh, about uh, a lady who was in the park uh, and this black man was bird watching. You know, and that's, you know, that's an un unusual thing. But still, he was in, right. he was in the park bird, bird watching. And uh, so the lady, the white lady, had a dog with her, and he asked her to put the dog on the leash. And instead of putting the dog <coughs> on the leash, she she started arguing with him and, and said, well, I'm going to call the police. So the lady steps over to the side holding her dog, who is, tr you know, obviously trying to get away and, you know, run. I mean, right. first of all, nobody wants to, wants a strange dog coming up to them. Everybody's right. going to be a little, little afraid and, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. But the so the lady gets on the phone, calls the police, and says, um, there's an African-American man trying to attack me, and she sounded like she was in so much distress. Right. This man was See. not even standing beside her, and all he said was, please call the police. Please." That's exactly what he was saying, because he was videotaping the whole thing. And, you know, the weird thing is, he was videotaping her, right. acting like she was in distress, right. and calling the police. Wow. 
saying an African American man is trying to attack me. That that is, I don't even know where to take that. I just I just That's know how it starts right. And and let's let's be even more real about it. You you show up and uh, we have these stereotypes that are that are not brought up as much as they should be brought up. Let's go to this no more uh, because you what you that is an amazing story. And I did see a little bit of that. Somebody brought that up. Uh, shared it in the chat today, uh, but let let's go here. If you look up the word beautiful, I, I want you to. Can you do that right there? Yes. Can you type in? I want you to do that for your boy real quick. Type in beautiful in Google. I'm gonna do the same thing. I know y'all hear us clicking and stuff in <laughs> here. That's because I want to make a point real quick. You mind doing this with me? All right, y'all y'all do it at home. I'm gonna type in. Do you put it in there yet? <laughs> your your yours going a little slow today. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm, it does. I'm doing it. So what I'm gonna do is I typed in beautiful, and I put uh, I put uh, put it in Google, and there is a, spe- a specific type of woman that is coming up. Do you see this? Let me, you know, it, it's on there. Y'all do it yourself. It's on there. It, I think that there is, uh, when, if the police would have, if the police would have shown up, right, mm-hmm. with her making that accusation calling like that, uh, if the police would have shown up, they're going to immediately look at her because she looked innocent, even though she was evil at that moment. That's going to look at that black man who's already under suspicion, then got the police called on him, even though he was grateful for them to be called. I'm quite sure it was going to be a different story when they got there. And he had to know that. She clearly knew that because yeah. she was going, she was using it to her. You, you get what I'm saying? Yes. And I don't know what was going on with her, but that moment there was definitely a race situation. Yes. I mean, was it anything else? No, it couldn't have been. I mean, she specifically said it. Watching birds. She was watching birds. And this is what happened. And see, I don't know what the outcome will be for that. And I don't wish no evil on nobody. I don't. I just wish that there was a way to be able to fix these kind of things because this is something people are dying from this. Yes. People people their lives every day. People are dying from this. And just, just, you know, even there have been so many high profile police uh, related uh, you know, killings and different things. Freddie Gray, Sam DuBose. I mean, there, there's plenty of them. Philando Castile. I mean, it's Terrence Crutcher, Alton Sterling. There are so many. Uh, Jamar Clark, Jeremy McDowell, uh, uh, William Chapman, Walter Scott. Tons of them. Eric Harris, Tamara Rice, uh, 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 Gurley, Michael Brown, Eric Garner. These are all black men who died. Who died. And not to even mention the most recent. Now, this brother here was the most recent, uh, but there have been, uh, we can't forget about Ahmaud Aubrey, uh, who was chased and killed, who was killed while jogging. And that's funny because I'm sure whatever he was jogging in is the normal clothing that any other culture would wear. Right, I mean, right. nobody picks, or, picks, you know, should he have jogged in a suit? <clears throat> would that have made him less likely? Right. But that don't even matter. Right, he can't be comfortable with these kind of things that are going on. I think that it, okay. I think that is a bad thing, and that's why. Why would you say that black men are guilty until proven innocent? Why? I mean, honestly, now you think about your son. 
think I know you you know think about your you know our father Henry think about your brother Henry uh uh junior uh is Henry Henry the junior or Henry the second the fourth actually the fourth wow yes. okay wow <laughs> just okay I didn't know that uh family forgive me I did not know that uh but think about you know your brothers you know your your son think about those you know cousins and different things like that as why are, would what is the let me ask you this as a black woman as a real black woman what is your concern and what do you say to them in that regard? Like, what would you tell your son in that regard about police? Of course, you want to give them, the, you know, the standard, um, you get stopped by the police, you say nothing unless asked, you don't, you know, you stay unoffensive. But the problem with me telling him that is that it doesn't even matter because if, if somebody has it in their mind that you're already guilty before you get there, they're going to come with you as, as an attack. And people getting attacked, sometimes they don't, you know, stop and think. Of course, the younger the, the, younger the, male, right. the male is, you know, teenagers that, you know, they, they're, they have, I'm not saying they're all angry, but they have that edge of, you know, at that age, they don't want people telling them what to do. Right, right. I mean, so no matter what we tell them, as calm as they are, how can you ever prepare them? How can you ever prepare them to be safe when there is no safety? Right. I know that, you know, you you are right. You are right. And, and I'm going to tell you this. The main thing many parents would do is they'll say, if the police stop you, call me. Mm -hmm. Call me. But it's not going to help. And then I how mean, do they call you if they holding a the phone and they thought it was a gun? Right, which is also dangerous. And so I do tell them, I, I say, hey, you do whatever they tell you to do. Comply, over comply. You know, when they stop and they pull you over, make sure your hands stay visible. Don't, you know, a lot of guys, you know, they think it's uh, funny. You know, they make fun of it on TV. But I tell you, hey, put your hands out the car. When you stop and that car stop, immediately put your hands out the car so they can see your hands. So you have to, and I, I know that sounds a little, you know, different, but it's almost like we have to go the extra mile because it might be your life. I saw uh, a, um, and social media is definitely exposing a lot of this, uh, but I saw a young man who the officer kept asking him to do something. Uh, he was in his car. I think the officer kept saying, do something. I forget exactly what it was, but here's how terrible it turned. So the officer going to back up. The guy had his hands on the steering wheel. The officer backed up and said, he's got a gun. Like, the, And I'm looking at this video like, oh, Lord, something as simple as that. He yells out, he's got a gun. But here's the thing. The boy told the show, the officer, that he had a camera that was recording the whole thing. Situation de-escalated that quick. Why is it? That we have to have a camera. So does the body camera on the police officer, because that's where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Does the body camera on the police officers, which many times, because whenever they kill these black men, initially before there's a social outcry, they usually get off. I don't trust the body cameras on the police officers. Because it's only social media. Then they get to where they don't want to release body camera footage. You know? Yes. Protect it. Yeah. Right. So what who is that really protecting? Is that protecting citizens from police officers or is that protecting uh is that the blue what do they call it the blue um is that protecting the blue the cold blue thing or whatever yeah. they got going on protecting themselves? Is that really what the you know so when I when you know there's a lot of conversation that need to be had with our our young boys with our but I think there's a conversation that needs to be had with America itself. 
the soul of America whenever black men are guilty until proven innocent. We have to go above and beyond. Other day, case in point, we other day, you know, we went to go renew my license or transfer them from Texas to Arizona. And I took the picture. It's sad, but it's true. This is what happened. I took the picture. And uh, I remember I had to retake my picture because, you know, we had to go yeah. back. And I was a little bothered that we had to go back and retake my picture because I had combed my hair and got it right for my first picture, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's terrible because on my picture, I was trying my best to look like a good citizen. Do you hear me? And that's very sad. That's sad that I that's got to do that. Sad. I'm trying my best to look like a good citizen. So when I had to come back the next day, I had a hat on. The, the, not the next day, but the week later, you know what we had to come back. So yeah. I had to come back a week later, and they said, well, we got to retake your picture. And I was like, no, I was really concerned because I had my hat on and hadn't combed my hair. So I knew when they took that picture, I didn't have my edge up. I didn't, you know, I had a hat on. Me and you left. I was just looking G'd up like that that day. I put my hat on because I hadn't cut my hair, and I was good. Didn't know I was going to have to take a picture. And so when I took the picture, you know, of course, the guy at the counter was like, oh, that's a good picture. Man, you don't listen there's a good picture, and there's a picture that'll make sure I'm not going to get killed. Yeah. Because they're going to run your license, and right now I think your license plate can pull up all your information, right? Yes. Driver's license and everything. And so if I pull up a picture, you're going to make an assumption based on that picture. And, pre and pre-prepare themselves before they right. even get out of the car. Right. So uh, do, do you see what I'm saying? The yes. guilty until proven innocent. And I believe there's a conversation that needs to be had about all of these things, you know. So what do we what what should mothers be telling their, their sons, you know, because there are certain things, you you know, when you out in public and stuff like that, I always worry about the sagging and I always worry about the, you know, uh, talking a certain way. I always worry about young our young black men who just are disrespectful, outright disrespectful. Because they're looking for a reason to go. I, I just believe that they're looking for a reason to kill them. I, I just, yes. I hate to say that, but when a police officer pulls them over and you got an attitude and stuff like that, they're going to call it resisting. And all they, all that's going to help them do is put their hands on you, throw yes. you on the car, throw you on the ground or whatever, and they get to do that at their discretion. Yes, they do. Even if they, if, even if you have to go to the hospital, as long as they justify it by saying they weren't complying. Right. If they do, if they say you weren't complying, and that's the thing about it is that I don't, I don't think that our young men are really getting the lesson of comply, comply. Let's deal with this later on. But right now, let's save your life. Right. Yes. We'll deal with this later on. Let's, there's going to be tomorrow. Listen, right now, I need you to chill out so you can live for tomorrow. The battle, the real fight will happen tomorrow. Yeah. Right now, do what you need to do to stay alive. Meaning, right. shut up. Listen. Yes. Do what he tell you. Don't care how crazy it is that he tell you. At that moment, you need to do it. But I do get it. And, and I know you got me on a leash. And I'm, I'm steadily looking at you just to make sure that I ain't going too far. But I, I feel it because nobody wants to low rate and degrade they self. Make yourself less than. Just yeah, to, make yourself a, less than. the grandest presentation that's it's, not even there. It's hard for us to teach our young men to be as great as you possibly can. Walk it away that you get respect. Dress the way you want to be addressed. When they've already been counted out. Right. When you get pulled over, that police don't care nothing about your handshake or your grades. He don't know nothing about your grades. All he know immediately is the color of your skin. You've been tuned in to the Rock and Jess World Podcast.